What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to Ashley on Life, episode number 49. I am your girl, your host, Ashley Natrice, your personal development coach, and I am so excited to be chatting with you guys today. Ashley Own Life is a podcast all about teaching you how to redefine what work-life balance means to you. And for some of you who are new to the show, I am a personal development and life coach. And last week I was having a um, coaching session with one of my private clients. Um, so one of my programs that I have in my business is called The Corporate Coin, where I help professional women of faith who have a desire to earn a higher income. Um, we go through a 12-week program where I help them shift their mindset and really place uh systems in place and tools in order for them to be able to negotiate a higher income either in the jobs they currently have or in new careers. And a lot of that beginning phase of what we do in the program is centered around shifting their mindset, you know, really figuring out why they want to make the money, what do they value, what's their vision, what's been holding them back from being able to go after positions that will pay them a higher income. So we really do a lot of internal work on the front end. And we just happen to be on a part of the session or a part of the course outline that I have when we're talking about beliefs. And when I was talking to her, I thought to myself, uh, given the feedback that she was given to me, like, I need to record a podcast on this. And it's funny how everything aligns together because after I had that session with her, it was literally like every single conversation that I had that week, I was talking to someone about some shape, form, or fashion of beliefs. And so this ties really well into... um what we talked about last week. So we talked about really what that foundational question needs to be if you're trying to reach your 2020 goals, which is who do I need to be and what work do I need to do in order to be successful? This falls right into that first portion of that that sentence and that's who do I need to be? And in order for you to figure out who you need to be, you have to understand who you currently are. And a lot of who you are is based off of your beliefs. And so I wanted to talk to you guys today about what do you believe? Like, What do you really believe to be true about yourself? And I'm reading a wonderful book right now called um, Everything is Figureoutable by Marie Forleo. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she's really big in the online business coaching space. Her book is amazing. And she gives um, a lot of information in a particular chapter about beliefs. So some of what I'm going to be talking about today, I just picked up on um, like her thought process in that book. But... I wanted to apply it to my own life and to my listeners' lives because she's in the online space. And if you're listening to this, more than likely you're in a career, um, like a nine to five corporate type of career. So I wanted to make sure that it applied to um, what we all go through trying to balance 
being in a nine to five with the other responsibilities that we have in our lives. And so I'm going to take some time to dive into that in a little bit. But through my conversation with my client, you know, she and I were having this discussion about beliefs and we were talking about how as women of faith, we believe in a higher power, right? We believe in God. We believe even if we all don't have the same denomination, we believe at the core that um, there are things that we can do in order to ensure that we're going to make it to heaven. Now, none of us have ever been to heaven. None of us know what it's like. None of us have ever seen God. Now, we may have seen the evidence of him in our lives, but we've never physically seen him. So I had asked her a question. I said, you know, what stops you from believing wholeheartedly in yourself when you have such a belief in God? Someone you've never seen or touched, you know, you may have felt him, but there is something so deep within you that you believe that he is real, that you praise him, that you create a routine to spend more time with him, that you lean on him through the good times and the bad times. There is a belief in you that he is real and that he exists. And you can go toe-to-toe with anybody on whether or not God is real. But then on the other side, and this just isn't pertaining to her, this is pertaining to you who's listening right now. This is pertaining to me as well. We have such a belief in God who is the source of our strength, but we have a hard time Um, believing in our own capabilities. We have a hard time believing in our own gifting, in our own strengths, um, in the things that we desire in our lives. We sometimes struggle with the belief that we are enough or that we're worthy or that we deserve any of the things that we want out of life. And so hopefully Um, what you're able to gather from this conversation that we're going to be having today around what do you believe, you can start to see places where you can um, close the gap between your beliefs and how they are showing up in your behavior in your life. Um, There may be beliefs that you have that no longer serve who you currently are. There may be beliefs that you have that were passed down to you from other people um, that were never yours to carry. So there may be some unlearning that you have to do. There may be some um, reworking of your your core processing, right? Like if you were a computer or an electronic device, sometimes you have to have updates. Like I have a Mac computer. Sometimes they come out with a new iOS, um, either on your phone and on your computer to update what no longer is working. You know, you have a newer technology that 
that allows for the computer or for the phone to move faster, to have more advanced technology for you to be able to operate more efficiently with your electronic devices. So sometimes we need a new iOS download, um, an upgrade in our core systems to make sure that we are operating in a way that's most efficient and that serves us best for the state or the season that we're currently in. And so today, that's what I wanted to chat with you guys about. Um, The core principle that we're going to be coming from today, I saw this scripture and it really just stood out to me, is Hebrews 11 and 6. It says, no one can please God without faith. Whoever goes to God must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And so every time you have a hint of um, disbelief in yourself, remember that as a woman of faith, you have a belief in God. You seek him. You know that he exists. And if you can have that type of belief in him, also have that type of belief that he is not going to put anything in your heart that you're going to desire, that he's not going to give you the tools and the capabilities for you to carry out so you can be successful. So if you can lean on him and know that he exists and that he is within you, within your soul, and that he wants what's best for you, he wants to pour out blessings that you don't have room enough to receive. If that's his desire for you, then anything that he places inside of you that you think you can you can accomplish. Don't allow your disbelief to stunt your growth or to dim your light or keep you stagnant and stuck in a place that you don't desire, nor do you need to be in. So let's hop into um, about five different ways that Marie Forleo talked about in her book that you need to look and examine it beliefs. And we're going to come from it um, based on our perspective. Okay, so what is a belief? And a belief is a thought that guides your decision-making process. It's typically something that you look at as factual with absolute certainty No one can argue against you when you believe in something. If you believe that the sky is blue and someone else comes up to you and says the sky is green, you guys can argue until you are literally blue in the face. And if you both are standing in your belief, no one is going to win the argument because that's what you believe point blank, period. We see it all the time on social media. We see people who believe that kale is the best thing out here. It's the best vegetable. You should add it to every single thing. And then you'll see someone come back and say, no, kale is not good for you. Um, You should be using spinach. And so you see people who are arguing about very minuscule things that you're thinking to yourself. Why? Are you guys even arguing about this? You know, but that's something that we do. Some people uh, believe that 
Dasani is the best water and I would argue with them up and down that Evian is the best water and you cannot tell me anything different because uh, I believe that that's the best water out here. I got a, a water bottle right now that I take a break when I'm talking to you guys to sip to refresh and I will not buy Dasani period. And so we all have beliefs, whether they're, you know, really deep hell rooted, serious beliefs about your politics, or if it's something as small as who has the best water. We all have beliefs that are um, running in the back of our minds on a consistent basis. But one of the things that I really learned from going to therapy is that my therapist started to make me challenge what I believed. Um, she says, you know, you need to investigate what your beliefs are. And that's probably one of the hardest things that I've had to do and continue to do is to really challenge myself when I start to like dig in my heels about something and I have to ask myself, is this my belief or is this something that was just taught to me? Am I supposed to be feeling this way? I have to really have a dialogue with myself around why I am emotionally reacting to something in a certain way to check and see, is this still true for me? And so I thought that Marie really did a great job of breaking down uh, five different ways for us to think about how to categorize beliefs. So one of the first ways she says that we come to how we believe in certain things is based off of your environment. And so we learn what to believe based off of the people we've been around. So from your family to your friends, you know, we pick up on their beliefs. Those things are programmed into us at a young age. Uh, we see how our parents interact with each other. We see how they may uh, deal with conflict or we or how they deal with money, how they discipline us, how they talk to one another, uh, how our siblings talk to us, how we see our aunts and uncles interact with each other, our grandparents, uh, our friends and their parents, how they act with each other. If you were in church, you see how people um, who were in your congregation, how they handle certain situations, the little stories that you would hear. Last night, um, I was at my aunt's house and my little cousin was there and she's like six years old and she literally soaks up everything. Every word we said, she was taking it in. You know, how we laughed and had a good time, she wanted to laugh and have a good time. When our conversations got more serious, she was very observing, looking at, you know, who's talking, how are they responding to each other? Are they doing this in a lovingly way? Are they, you know, tearing each other down? You know, she was soaking up everything that we were doing in that moment. And I stopped and I watched her, um, how she was watching us, how she was um, picking up on our mannerisms and, um, you know, even moving in certain ways like her mom or, you know, tilting her head a certain way like her dad. It was just very interesting to see how her behavior was showing up. And so the things that she sees from us at this age really shapes her beliefs about how to operate in the world when she gets older. And so your environment 
really is your first programming and that first set of downloads for you to form what you believe. And so that's the reason why it's so important for you to question, you know, did you choose this belief or did it come from someone else? So questioning those things is normal is something that I would encourage you to do. doesn't mean that what you believe is wrong. It may be something that has served you very well over time and it's something that you need to keep. But it, it is something to be said to make sure that those things are still in alignment with you. Understand it's going to be scary, okay? <laughs> Is one of the hardest things that I've had to do is to start to challenge myself to question my beliefs and what the consequences of questioning those beliefs and maybe going against those beliefs will have on the people that I love. But if you really love yourself, you owe it to yourself to do that. Okay, so if you do decide to question those beliefs. If you do decide to maybe start operating in a way that's different than the culture that you were grown that you grew up in, you have to understand that that may cause some very uncomfortable conversations and interactions with other people. Um, there may be some anger on both ends. Um, a part of a healing journey is recognizing that you may be angry with how things have been in the past and you may have suppressed that. Um, but it is something that you can work through and you can work through it with a professional, preferably, or if you have friends and family that you can vent to. But I would say if if you are starting to question your beliefs and it starts to become uh, difficult for you to seek out a professional to help because there may be some resentment that comes up. Um, but eventually, and I can tell you this from experience, um, there will be a time and a place will, where you will come to have contentment and you'll be able to not take things personal. You'll be able to own whatever your beliefs are given this stage of life that you're in and recognize that other people have their own beliefs and that's okay. And um, it's a wonderful place to be in. So I would just say, continue to go on that journey to um, get to a place of contentment. Acknowledge that people in your environment did the very best that they could with the resources that they had and love them for doing the best that they could do. Because that's all that they had giving that, given that time in that place. But the first thing that you want to do is just recognize that your environment dictates how you believe and what your beliefs are. Okay, so the second way she said that um, our beliefs are formed are through our experiences. Now, if you listen to the podcast at all, there's no secret that I believe experiences shape how we think and behave. Our positive and negative experiences are consistently running in the background of our minds. It's like that part of your storage plan just to stick with the whole um, electronic devices examples that I started out with. It's like that app that's running in the back 
of your phone and it's taking up so much of your space and you go into your storage and you're trying to figure out, okay, what can I delete? But I can't figure out what this is, is running, that's taking up all of my storage plan. That's kind of how like your experiences are. Um, We have them and then we may quickly forget them until we're triggered by something that's happened in our past um, and our current present time. And so you have to remember that your experiences are always there and they're always um, kind of shifting how you perceive things. They may not necessarily be uh, what you think they are, but your experiences are constantly reminding you um, about what you believe and how you felt in those moments. So our minds are saying like, this is on repeat. You know, you're fight or flight may pop in. Like this didn't feel good the last time I experienced it. So I'm going to run away. Or this felt really good the last time I experienced it. So I'm going to continue to lean into it um, because I want to have that same experience again. So let me give you guys an example. Um, I told you earlier that once I kind of had made up my mind that I was going to talk to you all about beliefs. All of these examples just kept popping up. So me and my homegirl were talking uh, last week about, you know, just normal homegirl stuff, okay? And so she had brought up, I think we were talking about the new show, uh, Love is Blind. And so we have definitely been texting back and forth throughout the whole series, just talking about our thoughts and opinions on all the different couples. And if you haven't checked out Love is Blind or you have no earthly idea what I'm talking about, it's a new reality TV show on Netflix. And we came to a point in time in the conversation where we can, um, where we were talking about, um, our previous relationships. And so she was saying to me that she had never really had a relationship that she didn't think was going to last. Like she just always has had this experience that when she is in a relationship, it's going to last, you know, it's not going to come to an end. So that's how she operates in her relationships. And I was telling her, because that shocked me, I was telling her that, in my previous relationships, I had always kind of thought about the worst case scenario. Like, when is this going to end? Um, it was like, you know, I kind of was going through it, but I never really dated um, in a way where I thought this was going to be my forever person until the person that I'm with now. And so... We were comparing like the two people we're dating now and our thought processes around what those relationships look like and the previous people that we had dated and what our thought processes were then. And we realized like we both had a revelation with each other. Like, uh, wait a minute, we need to go to therapy on this and talk about it. But that's a whole nother probably episode. But the point is, you know, we both came to this realization that our beliefs really shaped Um, how our experiences with our current people 
have been going, you know, what our thought processes were and how we had to do some unlearning on both of our ends about what could potentially happen with the future of our relationships. And so your beliefs show up in all different areas of your life. You know, this is just an example based off of relationships, but your beliefs show up in how you spend your money. They show up in, you know, how you, uh, how you, operate in friendships, right? I've had many, 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 many situations where my beliefs and my friends' beliefs were so different in how we were showing up in our friendships that some of them flourish from that because we were opposites and we learned a lot from each other and others fell by the wayside because of our beliefs. And so your beliefs are, are, Everywhere, you know, you can never escape them, but your past experiences and your previous experiences can really um, shape how you think and how you believe what your capabilities are, regardless of where that is in your life relationships, money, friendships, career, um, children, parenting, whatever it is, your previous experiences can really shape how you behave. As women, we often feel overworked and overwhelmed. We spend so much of our time caring for others that we don't pour back into our own cups. Our goals, dreams, and aspirations are then pushed to the back burner, and sometimes we have a little bit of resentment. This causes us to procrastinate, make excuses, and self-sabotage. And that's exactly why I created the Redefining Balance Community Membership. This is a community of like-minded women who desire to design a life they can live on purpose. We're going to cover everything from your money mindset to your career, your relationships, and your self-care. And best of all, you're going to do that with the support accountability, and friendship of your sister friends. As a member of the community, you will get live personal development workshops, masterclasses from industry experts, live Bible study classes, a book club, meetups, and so much more. So join us so you can do your personal work redefine what work-life balance looks like for you and own your power.
The third way that we can really um, think about solidifying how we create our beliefs is based on evidence types of beliefs. So these are typically the truths that we believe in from experts. So an example of this, um, I was talking to my mom last week and she is in a doctoral program and she's in the part of her program where she's working on her dissertation. And this has been a whole journey for my mom. I mean, bless her heart. This uh, journey to become a doctor has been a lot of ups and downs. And I was uh, talking to her about me talking to you guys about the beliefs on this podcast. And throughout our conversation, we realized some of what she has been experiencing based on evidence-based beliefs. Because as she started out the program, um, her chairperson had one set of beliefs on how her dissertation should be put together, how she should reference things, what type of style she should be using, um, how far back in her research she needed to go. And as they had a change um, in her program, uh, the chairperson changed in how they structured their graduate level doctoral program, the head of that program, um, they retired and someone else came in. And so she kind of has been stuck in the middle of two different sets of beliefs on how she should put together her dissertation. So we were laughing about this because it's been very frustrating on her part because she started out with someone who had one set of beliefs based off of evidence, right? They are um, someone who has been doing this for a very long time, helping other people to become doctors. Okay, so not just some small um, accomplishment. This is a huge accomplishment for my mom to become a doctor. And she's doing her dissertation based on um, the graduate rates of black men and how mentorship plays a part in their success of graduating or not. And so seeing her have to go through the different hoops and um, deal with the different belief systems, two different belief systems on people who are held as um, experts and who have the final say in whether or not they're going to sign off for her dissertation really put in perspective what evidence-based beliefs are. Um, because although we may feel like we have the receipts, right? We have the evidence, we have the proof um, when it comes to those types of beliefs. There still can be some differences between what school of thought you come from. Even if you have the evidence and the receipts to back it up, there's still someone who is not going to necessarily believe the same thing that you believe. And so that's how I think you should think about evidence-based beliefs. The fourth way to think about how your beliefs are created is based off of examples. So I would consider this exposure to people who do something that open up your eyes to new possibilities. Um, we're all motivated by people. We're all inspired by people. That's why we gravitate towards celebrities and music artists and um, athletes. And, you know, if you love to read, you may gravitate towards authors. If you love to cook, you may, you know, gravitate towards 
uh, highly acclaimed chefs. You know, we all are inspired and motivated by people who give us an example of what's possible. So as I'm recording a part of the podcast today, we just wrapped up with the celebration of uh, Kobe Bryant at the um, Staples Center. And if you, any of you all follow me on social media, you will know that I am one of Kobe's biggest, biggest fans. I did an Instagram post um, for him on today where I talked about my top lessons or top, I think I did the top three lessons that I learned from Kobe. And as I watched some of the memorial today on my lunch, I recognize how much of an impact he had on people and how much of an impact others had on him. They motivated him like Michael Jordan when he got up. Another one of my favorite players, he got up and he talked about, you know, how passionate Kobe was and how how much of a fire he had up under him to be the best basketball player he could be. And how Kobe let him know that he had a desire to beat him. You know, uh, Michael Jordan gave an example of him coming to see Phil Jackson one time. And Kobe was sitting in the office when he walked in. And Kobe was like, hey, you got your sneakers? Like, you ready to lace up and we can get out here on the court? And Michael was thinking to himself, like, no, I had no plans to come in here and play basketball against you today. But it was just like that Mamba mentality that we talk about. He was always trying to get better, you know, texting Michael at two, three o'clock in the morning, trying to figure out how to improve his game. And so when we see an example like a Michael Jordan, we see an example like a Kobe Bryant or an Oprah Winfrey or Serena Williams or you know, anyone who inspires you, especially as a black woman, being able to look at a Michelle Obama or look at some of the other um, women, black women and black men who have uh, paved the way for us to be able to do what we're able to do today. For me to be able to turn on the TV and see examples of people who are living very wonderful lives and have an idea that they had certain adversities they had to deal with that I also have to deal with, but knowing that they were able to make it through and still succeed gives me hope, right? It gives me motivation and inspiration to continue on my own journey, regardless of the obstacles that come my way. And so my beliefs in myself in some ways are based off of those examples because they open up my eyes to the possibilities of what could be. You know, I'm from a small town and there's nothing against small towns. I absolutely love and honor where I'm from. But there was a lot of things that I just wasn't exposed to until I stepped out and went to college and had some different experiences and was able to experience um, being around different types of people. And those people were examples to me that opened up my eyes. And I think one of the things that we don't pay as much of attention to, but it's really a true game changer for many of us is the exposure to a different way of living, 
regardless of what that exposure is, if it's a positive exposure, then these people give us an example of what we can accomplish in our lives. So that's the fourth type of belief and how that that belief comes to be is by examples. And um, the last one, which kind of goes along with the examples, um, is called envisioning. So a belief in the impossible um, it's a belief that is deep within you where your imagination takes you. And I do believe that that fourth type of um, creation of a belief, the example, gives you the ability to have um, the envisioning in you. So you may not necessarily know exactly what that's going to look like. You may be imagining a world that's not even here. You know, you may be imagining a world that none of us even have the capacity to think about at this stage of the game. You know, whoever had the idea for the Internet, there's no way they would know how we would be using it today. But they knew that there was something out there that um could help us be more efficient and that could help us tap into a whole new realm of technology. A few months back, I went to a TEDx here in Nashville um, for some of the top women. And the the women that spoke were phenomenal. But I, I can't help but to think about one lady that kind of stuck out in my head. And I can't tell you the specifics of exactly everything that she was talking about, but it has something to do with um, science and this new type of molecule that they're creating that's going to allow us to take 3D printing and all of that to a whole nother level. Um, The compactness of our phones now, how thin they are, they're creating new types of materials that will allow us to continue to have the technology that we have now, but having an even sleeker and and smaller and and cleaner types of um, cases, you know, in the future. And so she went all into this scientific, scientific is that a word? I don't know, y'all. You know what I'm trying to say. She used some terms and some really big words that I cannot pronounce. But the point is, watching her and her passion about it, I was thinking to myself, Wow, when she decided to become a scientist, when she decided to get into this field, there was no way she could have ever thought that this was going to be something possible. And this is something that was that was very, very new. And even with her explaining it to us, she was like, we just kind of accidentally discovered this. Like, this is something that we didn't even know was out there. And so when I think about envisioning um It has to deal with our aspirations, like I talked about on last week. There's something that you're envisioning in your life today that you may not necessarily know how it's going to come together. You don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but it's something that is a, a belief in you that you think that you can create 
a life that you absolutely love and adore that you just have not been able to see yet. You may not know who's going to be a part of that life. You may not know how you're going to get to that life, but somewhere in you, you have a belief that you have the capabilities to be able to make that life happen. And that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. It's just making sure that you believe enough in yourself to understand that anything that you desire is possible. It's such a cliche for people to say like anything you put your mind to, you can make it happen. But the reality is anything you put your mind to, you can make it happen. If you believe it, it can be done. But if you don't have a belief in yourself, if you do not think you have the capabilities, if you don't think you have the capacity or the bandwidth in order to um, carry out your goals, you're not going to do it. Period. It's like no, no amount of goal setting, accountability, changing changes of your habits, changes of your your lifestyle. If you don't really believe that you can lose weight, that you can pay off your debt, that you can get married, that you can have children, that you can do all of these different things that you may want to do. If you don't really believe that you can do those things, then those things aren't going to happen. So it starts with you um, making a mindset shift to make sure that the things that you say that you want out of life, out of life, that came out really country, (laughs) y'all. I was thinking like, I'm going to have my editor edit that out, but this is real life. Okay. And so you just have to take my country life coming out, but anything that you believe in your life that you can make happen, you can do it if it starts with a true belief in yourself. So hope you guys enjoyed that tidbit I gave you on beliefs. Let me just run through them one more time. So The ways that your beliefs are created are number one, based off of your environment. Number two, based off of your experiences. Number three is based off of evidence. Number four is based off of examples. And number five is based off of envisioning. So with that being said, make sure that you tell a friend and tell a friend to uh, tune in and to subscribe to Ashley on Life. We are on all of the major platforms. Your girl is on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify happened this week. So if you are a Spotify listener, make sure you search Ashley on Life on Spotify. You will have to scroll down some to find us, um, but we're on there. So make sure you check me out. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I am Ashley underscore Natrice on Instagram, Ashley Natrice on Facebook, and Ashley Natrice on the Twitter. And if you are interested in joining a group of women who are really trying to redefine what work-life balance looks like for them, they're trying to level up in their careers, their relationship, their personal development, and with their spirituality, make sure you join the membership Redefining Balance. It is my private membership. I'm sure you heard the um, information a little bit earlier, but I just wanted to reiterate it. It is a monthly uh, paid private membership. We have a great time in there. I go live every single week. We're either doing 
some kind of Bible study or a live workshop. We have master classes and they're all recorded for you. So if you don't have the ability to hop on live, you have the resources to tune in and watch anytime you like. And so this is a community of women who not only want to um, redefine what work-life balance looks like for them, but they also have the desire to do it with some accountability and form friendships with their sister friends. So with that being said, I will holler at you guys next week.